Welcome to Ambition Pays Off, the only podcast that teaches service providers like you how to start your business, scale it to 100K, and package your expertise into a passive income digital product. Hosted by me, Anna Conchar. Each week, I share my personal experience starting my side hustle, scaling it to six figures while working part-time, and then turning my service into a multi-seven-figure online course. Whether you're just starting or ready to make this your million-dollar year, this is the podcast for you. You'll be amazed how quickly you can grow your business if you follow the advice shared in this show. Now, your ambition brought you here, and I am so glad it did. Let's take action and make it pay off. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Danielle. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Before we dive in and really start talking about, you know, what is a virtual assistant and how can it help you? Can you share a little bit about who you are, your business and what you do? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to, to be here and speaking to your audience. Uh, so my name is Danielle and I've had a virtual assistant company um, for almost 13 years now. I started it in 2008. So I've seen lots of changes in this industry. I've seen um, it grow and I've you know seen how the, how the pandemic has uh, made it a little more prevalent as well. And um, I'm a solo entrepreneur. Um, and I do have a, a pretty large team and I have a few managers on my team now that help me. So I've been able to, to grow throughout the years, but we serve businesses um, all over the country, folks that just need a little bit of help, um, whether it's with marketing or admin, social media, web, um, they need a little bit of help, but they don't have a need for a full-time person. Then we come in as an on-demand service and help them out. Awesome. So you started your company, which is I should say this, it's a company that um, pairs up virtual assistants with businesses, right? And you started this in 2008, but what were you doing prior to this? And like, how did you even come up with the idea? Yeah, I was working in IT consulting at the time. And um, for those that will remember, 2008 was the start of the recession. So, um, you know, the economy wasn't doing well. And my company at the time had laid off uh, my whole department. So for like the first few days, I was devastated and I didn't know kind of what to do, where I was going to go. It was a really difficult time to um, be job searching as well, just given the uncertainties that were in the economy at the time. Uh, And I think it's sort of parallel to what's happening now with the the pandemic um, in that case. Um, my aunt at the time had um, a coaching business and she had a virtual assistant and she was telling me just casually about her VA. And I thought it sounded like a really neat concept. Um, there were a few things that I thought could be a little bit better. And I know that uh, you're an MBA. And so you probably mm-hmm. often put that <laughs> MBA on and, and do that. And so I thought, well, there's, I think, a few ways to make this more all-inclusive, um, maybe a little more budget-friendly. There were some, some tweaks I thought you could make. And um, I started and I thought, I'm going to give this six months. Um, and then here we are almost 13 years later. So Awesome. So did you start as a virtual assistant yourself or did you start the business with the entire model of we're going to connect virtual assistants with uh, businesses? 
I started with the model because part of the, the goal and the intent with the model was to have really experienced assistants be able to use their skill set and help um, clients. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't served in that capacity. And so what I did was, you know, try to hire people that were a lot smarter than I was and a lot um, more skilled in those specific areas like marketing, for example, and admin. Um, and so I always had that, that model. That's awesome. That's really cool that I think, you know, actually it was just on a team call before this interview and we were talking about how there's so many opportunities out there and so many different types of businesses that you don't even realize. And I think that's really cool that you saw like an opportunity in the market, how to make it better and then went for it. So when you got started, how did you get the word out about your business? Because I think that's one of the biggest things that especially when you're first getting started, you're like, okay, I'm excited. I'm ready to serve people, but how do I actually get people to know about me? How did you, how did you start? How did you grow? Share kind of, you know, some of the things that you've learned along the way. Sure. So my marketing efforts are a lot different now than they were then, because then I didn't have money to, I didn't have a lot of money to, um, to spend on marketing, but I did have a lot of time because my team wasn't as large. I didn't have as many clients. And so what I did was just throw myself into networking. I met business owners from all over. I would go at the time to in-person networking meetings and conferences, things like that. But now it would be certainly possible, um, you know, on LinkedIn or Zoom chats just to have coffee meetings. Um, And I networked and I met folks. And even if they didn't become clients, they were often really happy to to just help me out. They knew that I was um, a young new business owner, that I was in a growth stage. Um, and I think people would be really surprised just to see, um, you know, how many people are willing just to talk to their networks about you and, you know, and share what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I always say like the best way to get clients is just by talking about what you're doing more, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So how has that changed? So you started by like, okay, I'm networking because I have time, right? But we all know that like, eventually you get to that point where you can't just invest time. So now how are you growing and getting the word out about your business? Yeah. So I still do um, network, you know, when I can, and certainly um, I have to be a little more strategic about that now and, and where I spend um, my time, um, you know, in terms of conferences that I might go to, meetings, networking meetings I might attend, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely still have that as a part of it. A lot of our uh, incoming clients still do come from referrals, but we have an online referral program to do that. And um, and then I spend a lot of time doing content marketing. So just pushing out content on social media um, and our blog that's helpful about the industry or, uh, you know, what businesses might be going through at the time. Yeah. That's awesome. It's crazy to think that you've been doing that for 13 years and that yeah, like virtual really assistants have been around for 13 years because 13 years ago, I would, if someone asked me what a virtual assistant was, I would have absolutely no idea. Oh, people <laughs> had no clue. And it was probably good because it did get them talking and we were able to have conversations right. about it, but nobody had a clue. They were like a virtual what? Uh, and now, you know, you say it and, and of course people have heard of it. So yeah. So how has your business really evolved and what have you learned over the last 13 years? Yeah, so we've continued to grow year over year. Um, even with this past year of 2020, we were able to grow, which I consider to be um, 
you know, a, a really good thing, just given the, the state of, you know, affairs and things that are going on. I think one of the things that I learned the most is to ask for help. So I never, you know, thought that I had all the answers and I would look at my team for, you know, how we can best serve our clients and also, um, for like coaching. So getting the support of a coach or mentor was really important to me and just being able to sort of see things outside of, of what you're doing. And then also just kind of not getting stuck in trying to do everything yourself. So when I started, I tried to do um, my own website because again, I didn't have a lot of money and I thought, well, I could play around with this and it was awful. It was terrible. And that would have been a good lesson to have, you know, just spend the money and hired someone that could do it right. Because yeah. when I did get the money several, uh, you know, months later, uh, I just had to spend the money cleaning up the mess that I had made. So um, that's one thing that I would do differently. Yeah. So what does your team look like now? Um, so we're all across the country. Um, so we have team members in every time zone so that we can support our clients in all time zones. Um, but we're still a really close-knit team. So we still do our weekly Zoom meetings. Um, we do a lot of different things for team morale. And that way we can really connect and, and innovate with each other uh, and yeah. collaborate on, on different client projects. That's awesome. So how big is your team? Because I know like a lot of times we kind of, you know, have this idea of like, okay, I'm a solopreneur doing everything on my own. And then I'm talking to people and they have giant teams. And I think a lot of times we forget that it's like, it's one little piece at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think really it would be great to hear kind of like, what does your team look like? How many clients do you serve? How many VAs do you have? Um, and then I would love to chat just, you know, how does someone even begin to know if a VA is right for them as well? Hey there, friend. It is time to say goodbye to working weekends, discounting your prices, and stressing over when your next client will come through the door. If you're a service provider, coach, or consultant, I have a special free training for you that you can access at anaconchard.com framework. In this free training, I'm going to share with you how you can scale your solopreneur service business to $100,000 or more per year without adding a digital product and while only working 25 hours or less per week. If you are ready to consistently hit your goals, sign clients while you sleep, and market your business on autopilot, you definitely need to check out this free training. And you can access it now at anaconchar.com slash framework. That's anaconchar.com slash framework. Sure. So we have uh, 64 virtual assistants. Um, again, we're all across the country and lots of different uh, skill sets um, because yeah. the idea is really that we're an all-inclusive service for our clients so they can just come to us and, and get everything done. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're made up, um, you know, of a really diverse group, um, and, you know, in terms of backgrounds, um, and education and experience, but it, it really works and, and we all come together. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I always say like, I hired my first virtual assistant when I was still side hustling and at my full-time job. And like, it's just slowly grown from there. And actually the VA that I hired four years ago is still on my team and helping oh, me. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, so tell me like when you 
start thinking about hiring a virtual assistant and you're working with clients, what are some things that, especially as a solopreneur, you should be asking yourself to figure out if it is time to hire a VA? Mm -hmm. So I usually start with three things. Um, You know, first, of course, everybody wants to hire a VA. It sounds like a really great idea, but you do have to be ready to hire a VA just so that you get the return on on your investment. um, And that makes sense for you. So I always tell people to really look for three things. So you want to make sure that your company is generating revenue. Um, You know, you don't have to have a six or seven figure business to hire a VA, but you also don't want to be struggling you know, to pay the bills every month. You want to have have that comfort level. Um, additionally, you have to be ready to let go a little bit, um, especially as entrepreneurs. And I'm sure you're familiar. There's a tendency to want to do everything yourself and sort of have that control over it. And it, it makes for really great entrepreneurs. It's how a lot of wonderful businesses have, have launched and grown. But when you're trying to delegate that, that doesn't work. So um, you don't have to give up control over everything. You don't have to just hand it over to the VA and say, okay, you know, I'm hands off. Yeah. But you do have to um, be someone that can build a relationship and trust with someone and be able to say, um, you know, okay, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna assign this VA to come up with 30 social media posts for me. Um, and I'm gonna approve them before they go out, um, you know, have the final say on them, but I'm not going to you know, look at each one as they're doing it and and that sort of thing. So I think that's really important too, to just be able to trust um, maybe that someone can do something better or faster or cheaper than, than you can. And I think the third thing that's particularly important in a virtual environment, a remote working environment, is that you're someone that can, can give feedback um, so the VAs want to, want to hear feedback. That's what makes them better at their jobs. That's what, you know, helps the VAs. And so you can't be shy about that. Um, it doesn't have to have a negative connotation to like, to giving feedback. Um, I know everyone on my team, we talk about that all the time. That's super important. And so, um, you have to be willing just to maybe have those, have those conversations and, um, be able to share that openly with a VA just to make sure that you have a successful relationship. Yeah. I think those are fantastic tips, uh, because I I agree, like sometimes you hold on to things for too long, but you also have to be in the right place to, to let go of things too. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So I have been dying to ask this question since we booked the interview with you. And that is, there are a ton of virtual assistants out there. There are also a ton of virtual assistant agencies Mm -hmm. and there are people who promote, you know, like hiring someone in the Philippines for $5 an hour, right? right? So tell me like what or what what is the difference between the virtual assistants who are on your team and why might someone come to you instead of another agency or looking for a VA directly? Yeah, there's a few things that I can come to mind. Um, 
First with the offshoring, so hiring a VA, you know, in the Philippines or India, um, you know, overseas, generally I say that's like an apples to oranges comparison because um, they might be like two or $3 an hour or $5 an hour, as you said. And that just obviously here in the U.S., we couldn't, that would be illegal. <laughs> we can't right. do that. Um, right. And so most of my clients, um, they are coming, they want to use the U.S. Um, business just for communication for time zones, um, for security. Um, it's just something that they feel strongly about. So we don't really compete with the overseas companies, but there are a lot of agencies, um, American agencies, you know, right here in the U.S. And so there's a few things I think that, that we do a little bit different. Um, we have been around the longest, which has been very helpful just to establish, you know, our position um, in the industry. But we also hire our VAs uh, as employees, so what's different about that is that they are not um, contractors. They're my full-time employees. So they receive benefits. Um, you know, they have full-time hours and we take care of all that for them. And that just helps us to, a couple of things. It helps us to attract better talent because mm -hmm. we can offer um, someone a full-time job with benefits. Whereas, um, you know, they, they could have multiple offers from somewhere. So we can attract better talent and we can retain them. And the retention is, is really important for clients because they get really attached to their VAs, um, especially when they work with them on a day-to-day -day basis. That retention and, and reducing that turnover is, is super important. So mm -hmm. that's a model that, that we do that is different than um, the other companies out there. And then that, lastly, that sort of just helped us to um, have you know, better reliability and response times and things like that because we have full-time VAs working during business hours. Um, it's not a side hustle for our team. Yeah, that's great to know because like I said, yeah. my first VA I hired four years ago and she's still on my team. So yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I have had so many conversations with people, especially in this industry about how hard it is to find really great contractors. Um, and you know, a lot of that is because even just little things like actually getting the stuff that you say you're going to do done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you find a great person, you need to hang on to them. Uh, so yeah, I, I can see where that is really, really beneficial. Yes. Yes. Someone that can help, you know, hold you accountable too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So what types of businesses do your VAs work with and what types of services are kind of your like most popular in demand services? Yeah. So we work with all different industries. Um, there's no industry that we don't work with. Um, and that keeps it really interesting for the VAs. Um, yeah. We do get some clients that will be in a particular industry, like maybe real estate or finance, and then they'll want a VA that has experience in that particular industry, which we match them up with. Um, you know, that's really important for us to do. And um, as far as common services, by far the most common is admin, but I think sort of creeping up into a close second has been social media. Um, that's increased a lot this past maybe three years, um, where it's something that is sort of easy to outsource. And so they um, want to get that off their plate. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's really those like little admin things that take yep. up time, but you don't necessarily need to do are like one yes. of the best places to kind of dip your toes into hiring your first VA, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Awesome. 
Um, okay. So for like anyone who's thought about starting a business or anyone who has been thinking about, you know, growing their business and hiring a VA, what kind of final last advice do you have for them? I think there's a big difference between, um, you know, being, being ready and wanting to hire a VA. So we talked about some of those things to know. Um, and I think just reviewing that, um, you know, is a huge, um, benefit to being able to start with a VA. And then lastly, Mm -hmm. I would also say that, um, the personality fit is really important. So you can find a VA, as I said, some clients will want a VA with specific industry experience. So, you can certainly ask for that and certain platforms that they know and skill sets and softwares and things like that. Um, and there might be five or six VAs that, that check that, those boxes off. Um, but it's really important to have that connection with the VA. Um, they are going to become an integral part of your business. And so it's, it's really critical to, to know that, that you have that personality fit and that you work well together. Yeah. And one last question, because this is actually something that we've been discussing as a team um, and something that I've really had experience with over the last like year and a half or so is this new thing called an online business manager, Mm -hmm. right? Or like an OBM. Yeah. So how would you explain the difference between a virtual assistant and an online business manager? Yeah, and that's interesting because one thing that I say is really what we do for our clients is become, you know, online business managers. Um, However, when clients are looking for help, um, they're typically seeking out a virtual assistant. They might need an online business manager, but the keywords that they're typing into Google or the questions that they're asking of their referral partners and network is, I need to hire a virtual assistant. And so mm-hmm. while we use that in name, I find that, you know, the work we do really relates more to OBM um, okay. because it's a, you know, an operational, um, an integral operational piece of your business. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. definitely been something that I've, I've struggled with because we do call ourselves virtual assistants because from a marketing perspective, that's what right. folks are looking for, but it's, uh, you know, a lot more than that. Yeah. That is really interesting because again, my operations manager really has kind of marketed herself as an OBM, you know, and even when she said she was an OBM, I didn't even know what that was. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's not something that you would like search for. Right. Right. So it is really interesting, but I feel like it's this term like OBM or integrator is something that I've heard more and more over the last year. Um, and really wanting people to kind of understand, like, is there a difference? And if anything, I've found more, it's just like, whether it's a VA or an OBM, it's really more of the difference of like, what is the role that they're in and like the capacity that they're helping you into. Yeah. So yes, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, Danielle, this was awesome talking to you. I really think it was super helpful. If, you know, our audience has any other questions or would like to connect with you or is interested in maybe hiring their first VA, where can they find you online? They can go to virtualassist.com and um, that's our website. And I answer all the inquiries personally, so they could um, just reach out via the website. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. 
Thank you so much for listening today. You can take a deeper dive into the show notes of the episode or any episode at anaconchar.com. If you want to get more actionable tips each week on how to build a business you love and a life you desire in the quickest, easiest, and most stress-free way possible, hit that subscribe button. And until next time, stay ambitious.